0: I mentioned this in the first service, I want to mention it again, um, because I'm so proud of what they said to our group, which was, when other groups come, it's like them and us, when you guys came, we couldn't tell the difference between our kids and your kids. So it's yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it ought to be, yeah. Okay, well, let's finish up um, Philippians today, shall we? Stand with me. Um, Let's read from Philippians chapter 4. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yes, it was good of you to share in my troubles. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you for the riches of your glory in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the riches that are in your word. Thank you for the riches that are in your presence. The presence of the Holy Spirit quicken us. Make our hearts soft so that we can hear what you're saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) I suspect that Barbie is watching this on live stream, and I just want to say two things. First of all, last week she was saying she, she was I don't know you I wouldn't necessarily say it was complaining actually she was really complaining uh, about the topic that I'd given her because the enemy would come against her that week against it I should have given you contentment <laughs> not only that this morning before the service she's on vacation okay I, I, I don't know where she is there's a beach there All all I know is, is that before the service, she sent me a picture of it. Okay, let's just move on. Now that that's out of the way, (laughs) we're both in better shape than what Paul was in at the time. Paul was in a fix. I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He was, he was in prison. He had done nothing wrong. But but he was in prison and he was in prison and in a situation. I don't think in those days that if you didn't have people helping you from the outside, I don't think that you necessarily were guaranteed three squares a day. Uh, I don't think you were necessarily guaranteed having a, a number of your of your needs met or all of your needs met. So Paul was in a, in a fix. And I want to start at the back of this passage and then I'm going to move to the front to to close out with. Because he says, he says this, he says, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. All you really need is Jesus. Okay. Okay. Just, it took the first service a long time to catch on to that. Maybe people don't say that much anymore, but all you really need is Jesus. Uh, And if he isn't the the cornerstone, uh, the foundation and everything else is iffy. But if he's made available the body of Christ to share with you, if he's made available others that, to, to help you, and, and you, re, you reject that help, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we're his hands and his feet. Uh, uh, and we're cool with that as long as I get to be the hands. Or I get to be the feet. But we're not all that cool about somebody else being the hands and feet to come and help us at times. Brad was talking about it at offering time. Elijah was sent to a widow with a son to take care of and just enough food to eat one more meal before they died. Elijah, mighty man of God, the one who called fire down out of heaven, the one who 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 killed the prophets of Baal, the the one who stood up to the king and said, it's not going to rain till I say so. This man was sent to a destitute widow with, with more than one mouth to feed to be fed for, we don't know how long, it wasn't over three years, but it was months for sure that he was there. And, what he said to her is, if you'll if you'll do this, if you'll if you'll do this first, then your provision won't run out, and it didn't run out. But the Bible doesn't tell us how it didn't run out. I, I growing up, uh, growing up in a Pentecostal setting, I just assumed it was miraculous. You know, I just assumed that every day she went and you know and there. Wow, I thought we used all this yesterday. There's still some more there. I I didn't know we still had any of this left. There it is. And maybe that is the way it happened. And I suspect there were days when that was the way it happened. And then there were days when something was sitting on the doorstep when she got up that morning. There were days when somebody came by, maybe gave her a Pentecostal handshake or something. (laughs) Which if you don't know what that is, it's a handshake that's got money in it. That you're passing over to somebody else. Yeah. And, and so here's Paul and he's in the position. He said, it's good of you to help. Not, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 don't, I don't need it. It was good. It's good of you to help. And then from the other side, you know, if you've got the resources to extend grace into a situation. And I, and I use that. I use resources and grace. Intentionally, rather than saying, "If you got the money to help," because it isn't always about money. I mean, your, your resources can can be about money. It can be about a strong back. You know, it can be about a, a a listening ear. It it can be it can be any it can be a hug. It can be any any number of things. If you've got the the resources to extend grace into a situation, and you don't do it, well, then you're much more than an idiot. But if you do. do 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 it. Boy, I always hate using those two words together. Never mind. But if you do it, yeah, that's how you're supposed to say it. You got this promise. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Before you cook that last meal, make a little, make a little cake for me. Make me a little something. And this is the word of the Lord. The meal won't run out and the oil won't run dry. Until the day that the Lord sends rain on the land. Yeah. We use, we, we use this verse, my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. And we kind of use it willy nilly, but it's attached to something. Now it's not a quid pro quo. It's not a matter of you do something for God, he'll do something for you. You know, that, that's not because God doesn't need you to do anything for him. It, it, it's a matter. Of if your resources aren't under God's control, then there are things He can't do for you. If the glass is already full, you can't put any more in it. You know, if 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 you're if you're in charge of this and He's not, then you're in charge of this and He's not. But if you if you if you go back, I guess we spend the first three weeks of the year talking about generosity, and I I know that it really touched some people's lives because uh, I know some things happened as a result of that. But, you know, if you will live in generosity, then you'll find that you're also living in faith and things happen when you do that. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches that he has in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to go back and I want to talk about contentment. And my first question is, is contentment a good thing? Boy, that's a hard question, isn't it? (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Is contentment a good thing? Uh, Well, actually, I, I like to think that it is. Except when it's actually complacency masquerading as contentment. Which oftentimes is what the situation is. Now, to be complacent is to just not care. That's that's what complacency is, and we're all complacent about some things, and that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I've grown very. I, I'm a I'm I'm a an apple guy. I got the watch. I got the phone. I got the iPad. I got the the Mac and the whole the whole schmear. I was converted like eight years ago or something and never put my hand to the plow. Never look back. Just, just keep going. But I have become extremely complacent about rumors concerning the new iPad because they're all the same rumors that they had last week, unless they're completely different rumors. And the truth of the matter is nobody knows anything about it. They just want me to go to their webpage so they can get eyeballs and get more clicks and stuff. Right? So I don't care. Don't, don't, You know, don't bother me with that. I really don't care that the latest economic numbers are the best or the worst that we have seen in over six days. That's just... Where did that come from? Well, it came from the fact that we got nothing to talk about. And so we're going to talk about this. Now, if we got the best or the worst that we've seen in 15 or 20 years, then we got something to talk about. But six days, three months, what? What is that all about? I really am complacent. I don't really care uh, if the sheets on our bed are white or ivory. (laughs) You too, huh? Because I'm a man, and I I realize there's more than... I know there's more than one color in my shirt, but without looking at it, I only know what one of them is. (laughs) Wow, there's like four. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the way, you know, that's the way men are. Now, the only time I would really be, you know, really be concerned about is if the sheets started out white, and they were now ivory. (laughs) That will get my attention, but, for, but that's never really happened, Margaret. And, uh, but for the most part, I sleep with the lights off and my eyes closed. So there it is, and the rest of the time, it's covered up with a blanket or something. So I don't really care. Margaret doesn't really care about fantasy football. But she does such a good job of faking it. I mean, seriously, I, I had, a, I had a, a fantasy football draft yesterday. It was an online snake draft. There's just something wrong with that snake word there. It was, a, it was an online snake draft, and, uh, and it was at 6 o'clock, and I was telling her about my day and the things that I need to do, and I said, yeah, at 6 o'clock I got this draft. About half the guys didn't show up, and they're just, that's just wrong, you know, to be auto-drafted. They should, like, have, never mind. You guys, you're, you don't care. You're complacent. Uh but I was telling Margaret about my day, and I, w- and I got to the, to the fantasy football draft, and she said, oh, that's just so wonderful. And there was not a trace of sarcasm in her voice, not even the least ten of it. She's gotten good at it. <laughs> but I know she doesn't care. Or if she does, she cares in the wrong direction. And it's okay to have things that you're complacent about because otherwise you would continually be, ah, 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 ah. You know, every every little thing would just totally eat you up if you had to be concerned about everything coming down the pike. But to be complacent about things that genuinely matter is a big problem. That's a problem. I do care that the weak and the poor are being exploited and abused. And, and, and even though that's nothing new, and there's not a lot I can do about it, but what, what I can do about it, I, I try to do about it. And the reason I care about that is because God cares about it. And if it's something God cares about, then it's important. I, I should be, I should care about it as well. I do care that anger and, and hatred have become the order of the day in my nation. I, that grieves me. And I know it grieves a lot of people, but let me just throw out a clue. If, if you're one of those who are, we have a tendency to go, you know, everybody's so angry and there's so hatred in this nation, and I'm, 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 I'm ticked off about it. And so basically all we do is add to it. Because Jesus didn't say, they'll know you're my disciples if you yell the loudest. They'll know you're my disciples by the placard that you carry. They'll know you're my disciples by the enemies that you make. He said, they'll know you're my disciples by your love. Because you aren't the norm. You, 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 you are, you're different in what you bring to the equation. You're different in what you bring to the situation. I do care about my family. I do care about those that God has placed in my life, the significant people that God has placed in my life and, and and I care about all of you. You're you're here. And and I and I genuinely do. I don't know every one of your names. I know a lot of your names. I know quite a few of your stories. But even the ones whose whose names I don't know and whose stories I don't know, I care about you because God has brought you here. Has brought you to this place. So I care about. To be honest, uh, the top of that list, I'm I'm quite sure, is my family, and and those of you who have kids. I mean, you know what that's about. That's, uh, you know, when they're real little, you obviously care a lot about them. But it doesn't change at all when they get older. It just becomes more challenging. Sometimes. And sometimes bad things happen to them. Really, really bad things. And things that you can't do anything about. Things that you can't really necessarily help with. But here's the thing. If, they, if they're in a really messed up situation, you don't help anything by getting messed up as well. Over it. I care that the gospel continued to be the good news and not how it's often presented. It's the best news mankind's ever heard. I mean, really? God loves you? His son died for you and rose from the dead for you? Someone has risen from the dead and he's your savior and he'll redeem you? True contentment is a great blessing. True contentment is to be, this is it, true contentment is to be at peace, not because you don't care, but regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what they are. The psalmist, one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 131, it's a little, little short one, it's only three verses. Psalm 131, verses 1 and 2 says, says this, My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I've calmed and quieted myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. What's the difference between a a weaned child and an unweaned child? Well, one is probably older than the other. One is more mature than the other, but the basic difference is, an unweaned child wants something from mom. While a weaned child just wants mom. Is just is just glad to be there. Mom and dad, mom and dad have got this, regardless of what else is going on. This is this is covered. I'm just happy to be here in their presence. We we live in a culture that wants us to never be weaned. I mean we're we're constantly bombarded with you deserve, you you need, you, you want. Yeah. I mean, constantly. You you deserve the finest diamond. So come and we will sell it to you at the best rates. Mm-hmm. Because you deserve that. Yeah. You uh you want what 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 is it? You know you want this delicious donut, nice and juicy and creamy-filled, and there's really only one place you can get them, and I'm telling you the truth about that right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You need, you, you need, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, I've got to go there anyway. Margaret's going. Oh, and she doesn't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Apparently, they now have invented the greatest men's underwear, and I feel like I need some. <laughs> you know, all these all these centuries, people will never. Never mind. Here's what you you deserve. And what you want and what you need, you deserve death, you want life, you need a Savior. That's what, it, that's what it's really all about. Everything else is just stuff. Everything else is just fluff and talk. We live in a culture that tells us, well, nice guys finish last. And I serve a Savior who said the day's coming when the last are going to be first. And whoever's first now is going to be last week. We, 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 we live in a culture that says second place is for losers. Jesus said, you take the lowest position and you'll be exalted. Yeah. You put yourself in the highest position, you'll be brought down. Yeah. We, we live in a culture that says, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. And I say, show me a, a poor loser and I'll show you an adolescent. Someone who doesn't really understand what life is all about yet. And what's really important. Even in our Christian emphasis, it's moved from contentment. Unwed is gimme, gimme, gimme. What can God do for me? I want the best, the best, the very, 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 very best. Abundance. The most stuff weaned is... This, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Doesn't mean that God doesn't have good things for you. God does have good things for you. They just might not be what you think they are. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want to bless you. God wants to bless you. Everybody here knows, I say everybody here knows, I'm assuming everybody here knows that most people who win the lottery end up broke. And in worse shape than they were before they won the lottery. And it's oftentimes the same way with the blessings that we want. But the blessings of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. He's, he's, he's got this. He's, he's got all, the, all of this stuff. It's there, but it's not what brings contentment. There is a secret to what brings contentment and the secret is this i can do all things through him who gives me strength we we use that verse we we've, we've heard that verse a lot and we tend uh, to take it and uh, and apply it to to the do i can i can get that job i can climb that mountain i can i can can lick this problem that's that's Besetting me and all of those things may be true, but can you be content? If you don't get that job, if you don't climb that mountain, because that's the entire context of this verse. I mean, Paul says this verse in the context of saying, you know, I've I've learned how to live with with plenty and with want. So plenty doesn't overwhelm me. And want doesn't mess me up. I, I've learned how to be content. The secret is not complacency. Com- complacency masquerades as contentment. Uh, and, and sometimes we'll go, well, you know, God has, has, has called me to this, and it, but it didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to happen and everything. So I'll just pretend like I don't care. See how contented I am? Yeah. The secret is not more stuff. I... I <clears throat> You know, as you uh, as, as you get older, hopefully, you know, things work out for you. And, uh, you know, maybe you're maybe you're able to move from driving a, you know, a real junk junkie car to a, a late model used car. And if so, you've discovered that you're not any more content than you were in the junkie car. But you may still think that's because I don't have a new car. Because once I get that, I know I'll be content. Once we get that new house, I know I'll, I'll be content. Once, once this happens, once, once we're able, once I get that raise, there are people driving 15-year-old minivans whose life is full of more contentment than people driving brand new Teslas. Quite frankly, yeah, I mean, I would love to have a new Tesla, but I have no illusions or, or delusions about it having any Genuine impact on the quality of my life. Because it doesn't. It just simply doesn't. Discontented in the minivan, you'll be discontented in the Tesla. Discontented in the, in the, in, in the, um, the, the housing project, you'll be discontented in the mansion on the hill. It's, it's got those, those things are just things. The secret is this. When Christ is enough, when Christ is enough, the secret to contentment is when Christ is enough, the things, the stuff, the disappointments, the misunderstanding, and not just talking about things and stuff. You know, you know what I've discovered as you go through life, there, there will be times when you will be disappointed. Sometimes you're disappointed in what happened. Sometimes you're disappointed by, in, in other people. Sometimes you're disappointed in yourself. There will be times when you're, when you're disappointed. Is Jesus enough in those times? There will be times when you'll be misunderstood. There will be times when, when, when people just don't get it. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't get you, and you feel like, oh, nobody understands. Is Jesus enough? In those times? I promise you there will be those times. You, you say, well, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're making some pretty big assumptions. Here. No, I'm not. Everybody experiences that. That will happen. Is Jesus enough? If he is, then you've learned the secret of contentment. Life in a fallen world can't break you can't even shake you if jesus is enough you can have the you can have contentment in the midst of those circumstances whether they're financial circumstances or whether they're whether they're personal circumstances whether relationship whether their health whatever those circumstances are let me tell you what's going to happen your circumstances will change when you're at the top you will not stay there because the circumstances will change. Now, you may not necessarily bottom out, but it, it's not it's not a continual. Uh, when you're when you're down, the circumstances will change. It's not just a continual nosedive. You know, they will change. But let me tell you what doesn't change. Jesus Christ. is the same yesterday, today, forever. And when you when he is enough. Then you've learned the secret of contentment, which you stand with. Me? <laughs> oh, my, my. But those who are going to pray with people, come forward. And if you're here and you need prayer, you need something. You may need a Savior. You may, you may be here and you don't know you don't know Christ and you go, oh, He brought you here today. Yeah, well, no, I drove here. No, he brought you here. Yeah. Somebody else may have driven a car, you may have driven a car, but he brought you here. So if you need a savior, he's available. Whatever need may be in your life, God has riches in Christ Jesus that will meet those needs. Well, yeah, but I, I didn't, it's not a, print. it's not, like I say, it's not a, you do something for God, he'll do something for you. The grace is available right here, right now. The power's available right here, right now. If you, if you need to come and receive prayer, you come. And if if not worship with us for a while, let's create an atmosphere where others can come.